breaking news from KXAN News. And we start with breaking news this afternoon. Police in Georgetown looking for a suspect in what they say was an attempted child abduction. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marie. And I'm Britt Moreno. Now it all happened in Northwest Boulevard near Lakeway Drive and Williams Drive. It all happened just a few hours ago. So let's go out live to KXAN's Nabil Ramadna, who is reporting from that neighborhood. Nabil, what are you learning? Yeah, well, first off, this is a pretty busy area. Northwest Boulevard here behind me, Whisper Oaks as well. We've seen a number of cars coming through the area, people walking around as well, and there are a lot of homes and apartments nearby. Now, when we arrived to the scene, though, this is the complex where police were outside. They were actually talking to some people in that complex, trying to figure out more about what happened. We didn't get a lot of information here at the scene, but we were told by Georgetown police via their Twitter page that message said that a man approached the complex and knocked on the door. A nine-year-old girl answered that knock, and that's when police say he grabbed the girl and tried to take her away. Now, at some point, she was able to get away with the or away from the man. That man then took off into the wooded area nearby. Now, we did talk to some of the residents who live in this area. One of them wished to remain anonymous, but she said she is now on high alert after this attempted abduction. But it's very disconcerting. Yeah, it's very upsetting when it has to do, especially with children, it's very upsetting. But I certainly hope that this person is apprehended. That's, and I hope the little girl, number one, I hope the little girl is fine and her family is fine. But um, high on my list is I hope they catch him. Now, this apartment complex where this happened just a few feet away from this wooded area, you can see this is a very large wooded area, a lot of places to hide, and that's where police say that that man went into. Now, they did bring out some uh, officers to search as well as some dogs to try to find this person. This is still ongoing. Now, we did get a description of the man. He is said to be a black man, about 5'10 to 6 foot. He was wearing a baseball cap, long sleeves with a black shirt, gray sweatpants, and he had a tattoo on one of his arms. Now, if you have any information about this person, maybe you saw something earlier, or if you have any cameras outside of your home, certainly check back over that. Again, this is still an ongoing investigation. We'll keep you up to speed with the very latest. Reporting live here in Georgetown, Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. All right, Nabil, thank you very much. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is requesting a special audit of the legislature's impeachment process after the Senate acquitted Ken Paxton on Saturday. Now, Patrick is asking the state auditor to get the total amount of state dollars spent throughout impeachment dating back to March 1st when the House General Investigating Committee began investigating Paxton. The lieutenant governor promised to do this on Saturday right after the acquittal was finalized in a speech in which he slammed the House. The speaker and his team rammed through the first impeachment of a statewide official in Texas in over 100 years while paying no attention to the precedent that the House set in every other impeachment. We have uh, a special session coming up and then interim charges after that. And then, you know, eventually uh, a session to come back to. So I, I, I think it's a, a waste of time, a waste of resources. Now, this does not include an audit of campaign dollars, since that's separate from taxpayer dollars, although Patrick accepted $3 million from a conservative pro-Paxton political action committee right before the trial. 
Officials with a military base in South Carolina are asking the public for some help after what they're calling a mishap involving a Marine Corps F-35 aircraft. Apparently it's gone missing. According to officials, a pilot was found around three in the afternoon on Sunday after safely ejecting from that jet, but the plane hasn't been found. Earlier today on social media, Joint Base Charleston, the military base responsible for the plane, asked anyone who had information on the missing fighter jet's location to call their operations center. Now, officials say the jet's transponder, which would normally be used to locate the aircraft, isn't currently working. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Hey, got him on the line of those who serve. Wanted to give a shout out today is the Air Force's birthday. So 76 years of service for the United States Air Force. Thank you so much to all those who have served and continue serving at that. Live look outside. Couldn't get bluer if it tried, right? Whittlesea Landscapes Plaza weather camera there in Liberty Hill. Gorgeous. We've got a couple little showers trying to survive out there in Gillespie County. They're not having much luck, so we'll go mainly dry for the majority of us this evening. As far as the temperatures go, it's hot 95 is not normal for us that the uh, September time frame here we should be looking at temperatures at least four to five degrees cooler than that but it's been a hot day across all of central Texas and we're not seeing uncomfortable humidity yet but it will be working against us in the days to come this evening you can see temperatures hold on to the 80s through about nine o'clock we hit the 70s by 11 we'll wake up to the 70s on Tuesday morning coming up it's the last week of summer and boys it feel like it mother nature throwing one last punch at us we've got a cold front in sight though that's going to bring some relatively cooler temperatures and a little bit of rain our way those details in your first morning forecast all right Kristen, thank you very much united auto workers are on their fourth day of striking after failing to reach new contracts with detroit's big three automakers uaw members are picketing outside of selected plants as talks go forward with no end in sight nbc's jay gray reports from the ford assembly plant in wayne michigan Good evening, and workers continuing together outside the gates of this Ford plant in Wayne, Michigan. Day four of the strike underway here. Employees also striking at a Stellantis plant in Ohio and a GM facility in Missouri. Both sides back at the bargaining table. But UA President Sean Fain saying today they have, quote, a long way to go to reach a deal that would end the walkout. Right now, nearly 13,000 union workers have left the assembly line to join the picket line. Fain has suggested that number could increase significantly in the coming days by expanding the targeted strikes. In a response to the stoppage, 600 employees at this Michigan plant have been temporarily laid off, and a GM plant in Kansas is expected to stop production in the next couple of days, leaving 2,000 without jobs due to what the automaker says is a lack of parts as a result of the strike. With Stellantis warning they could close as many as 18 facilities as a result of the UAW demands. A major sticking point continues to be a pay raise for workers. The union demanding a 40% increase over four years, 20% of that immediately. The automakers have countered offering half of what the union has asked for. And we now know that acting Labor Secretary Julie Sue, as well as an advisor from the White House, could make the trip to Detroit sometime early this week, not as mediators, but to help with the ongoing negotiating process. That's the latest right now from the strike line here in Wayne. I'm Jay Gray. Back to you. 
Well, you could say an animal looking for some bare necessities caused an area of Disney World in Orlando to close its doors. A bear spotted near the Magic Kingdom caused officials to shut down this area today. Park officials say visitors spotted the bear in a tree earlier today. They suspect that bear was searching for food. Representatives from Florida Fish and Wildlife are working to recapture and relocate the bear. The My Disney Experience app showed multiple attractions had been closed. Well, some Austinites got out on the water today in an effort to make Lady Bird Lake a little cleaner. Keep Austin Beautiful and the Austin Rowing Club held a cleanup in and around the lake. Aubrey Rudder, who was taking part in the event today, said that over the course of the two-hour cleanup, they pulled out more than 45 garbage bags worth of trash. We find so much stuff from this lake, from clothes to needles to ping pong balls sometimes. It amazes me some of the stuff that we pull out of this lake. And if you wanted to volunteer today but missed your chance, Keep Austin Beautiful's next major cleanup for the lake is going to be on October 21st, and that one's going to be on a Saturday. A successful prisoner swap with five Americans on their way back home and billions of dollars unfrozen for Iran. What critics say about President Biden's trade. And if you thought you knew how much you were going to pay at the hospital, you could be wrong. What a new study reveals about hospitals online pricing. You check online for medical costs before going to the hospital, only to be handed a bigger bill than you expected. Apparently, this is happening to folks. According to a new study published in the Journal of American Medical Association, it reveals hospitals don't always provide the correct costs online, even though federal regulations mandate that costs need to be posted. It finds that 47% of the hospitals in that study were missing online prices for childbirth and 10% were missing the costs for MRIs. The hospital price transparency rule allows for fines of up to $2 million for hospitals failing to post prices, but there's no formal mechanism to penalize hospitals with incorrect pricing. One of the authors of the study says the data suggests most patients can find lower costing hospitals in their city or neighborhood. Up next, five Americans are coming home after being detained for years in Iran. How much money will be given back to that country in exchange? A look at our current lake levels, and unfortunately, not much movement there. We didn't worsen. They're still pretty steady, but we're going to need a lot more than a couple days of rain to make up the deficit that we found ourselves in. A little bit of rain in the seven-day with a lot more heat. We'll take a look at the numbers together after the break. Five Americans wrongfully detained in Iran for years are now free and coming back home. In exchange, Tehran now gets five of its own prisoners released and $6 billion in frozen assets. As NBC's Alice Barr reports, the White House is now defending the move that critics call paying a ransom for hostages. Joyful reunions today as five Americans wrongfully detained in Iran for years were released in a high-stakes prisoner exchange, three of them linking arms as they landed in Qatar before returning to the U.S. Husbands and wives, fathers and children, grandparents, 
can hug each other again. The freed Americans include Siamak Namazi, imprisoned for nearly eight years, and Ahmad Shargi and Morad Tabaz, both arrested in 2018, all three accused of espionage and locked up in an infamous prison in Tehran. The two other Americans have not been identified. To secure their release, the Biden administration freed five Iranian prisoners held on nonviolent crimes and gave Tehran access to $6 billion in oil revenues that had been frozen under U.S. sanctions. Republican critics say it amounts to a ransom payment. The latest example of President Biden rewarding and incentivizing Tehran's bad behavior. Secretary of State Antony Blinken insisting the funds can only be used for humanitarian needs like food and medicine. We have absolute oversight of how, they, how they're used. But in an exclusive interview with NBC's Lester Holt, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi said his government will decide where the money goes. Humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people needs. So this money will be budgeted for those needs. Iran's leader and President Biden are preparing to meet with world leaders at the U.N. General Assembly in New York, just as the newly freed American citizens return to U.S. soil. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And President Biden and Iran's president are not expected to meet one-on-one -on -one in New York, but this deal is seen as something of a breakthrough. If Iran were to violate sanctions, U.S. officials have said they would refreeze the money released in this deal. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. We begin with a look at clouds and radar. Got quite a bit of activity out to the west here in New Mexico. Portions of the Big Bend getting a little bit of some rainfall. If I zoom you closer to home though, a few of these spotty showers made a run at Gillespie and Blanco County. We'll see if they can do it within the next couple of hours, but that is a less than 10% chance. So no need to rearrange your evening plans. A majority of us staying dry. I can see those cumulus clouds trying with their all, all their might to drop a few raindrops. You can see the clouds getting a little dark on the bottom, but unfortunately it's not going to be much this view courtesy of our Barron's Creek Vineyard friends out there in Fredericksburg. Tonight we get down to 72 with an east southeast wind at 5 to 10 miles per hour, mainly clear up top. Tomorrow, way more sunshine than cloud cover. Still very hot. 95 the forecast high with a south southeast wind at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Again, that southeast wind brings up the humidity. You're going to notice a little bit more of that humidity in the days to come. As far as the future radar goes, again, some of those showers might make it into our southern counties, but I use the word showers very loosely. It's a handful of raindrops. If anything at all, the majority of us expect to stay dry. For your Tuesday, we start with a clear sky and then heading in through the day, mainly sunny until the evening. There's going to be some storms firing well to our northwest tomorrow night. We'll see if they can hold together to make it to San Saba and Mason County, but they're going to have a real hard time making it all the way down to central Texas. That right there is a less than 10% chance of it actually happening. I'm more convinced we get some better rain rainfall coverage here, I should say, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Why? Finally get a weather maker in here. So from today all the way through the middle of the week, dry skies. Starting to see a little more cloud cover Thursday. And then by Friday and into the weekend, we're watching this storm system, which is way up north, crossing the Rockies and into the central plains, dragging a cold front through our area Sunday into Monday. That, I think, has better chance of not only bringing some rain, but also cooling these temperatures. But right now I'm seeing indications anywhere from about a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch of rain within the next seven days.
days, but because we're not uh, talking about a lift of focus, a mechanism for rain until Sunday, majority of this, if not all of this, is not going to come until this weekend. So dry skies and heat, that will be the focus moving forward here. This seven-day forecast kind of screaming summer in the final days of the season. 95 as we get you into tomorrow. 96 come Wednesday. And then look at Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The last little bit of summer is just going to be brutal here. 98, that temperature running more than five degrees hotter than it should, not only in the afternoon, but in the overnights too. There's those rain chances that we've been talked about with that cold front here, dropping our temperatures at least closer to normal by next Monday. But we'll keep an eye on the rain chances as they come. In the meantime, just try and stay safe in the heat. And let's keep on uh, hoping for a little bit of a break from Mother Nature by next week. A new bill looking to tackle credit card fees is on its way through Congress. Why some say cutting those costs could actually end up making things more expensive. Tonight on News Nation, parenting YouTuber Ruby Frankie remains behind bars. Now attention turns to her husband, Kevin Frankie. What did he know? His attorney sits down with us tonight on Dan Abrams Live. Then, a shocking new twist in the Delphi murders case, where the girls killed for a ritual sacrifice. Why the accused murderer's defense team says a religious cult could be to blame. Tonight on Banfield. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Right now, why the military put out a call for help to find the missing F-35 fighter jet. Also, miscarriages and babies dying in the womb. We investigate the little-discussed victims of one of the largest water contamination cases in U.S. history tonight. A bill aiming to cut credit card swipe fees could get a vote in the Senate this week. Lawmakers supporting the Credit Card Competition Act say it would mean savings for customers and businesses. But as Washington, D.C. correspondent Hannah Brandt reports, others argue it would increase costs and reduce access to credit. From groceries to gas, anytime you use a credit card, there's a swipe fee. Every time, the Visa MasterCard duopoly and Wall Street mega banks line their pockets. Visa and MasterCard own around 80% of the U.S. credit card network. Senators Dick Durbin and Roger Marshall say they're taking advantage of their size to make tens of billions on swipe fees each year. Merchants have no choice but to accept these outrageous fees if they want to have credit cards used by their customers. Now they're pushing to pass the Credit Card Competition Act, which would make large banks use at least one credit card network outside of Visa or MasterCard. Our legislation forces Visa and MasterCard to come to the table and compete with other companies in the industry. And in doing so, we will drive down the cost for merchants and consumers. But opponents say the change will come with a cost to customers. Americans will have less access to credit. Reward points would be eliminated and safety and soundness of the American payment system will be jeopardized. Richard Hunt runs the Electronic Payments Coalition, which represents the interests of payment card networks and big banks. He says right now credit card companies pass on swipe fee profits through reward points, but argues the bill could take that away from consumers. They rely on their points to reduce their cost at grocery stores and gas stations. Merchants want to pocket the money they never returned it to the consumer. He calls the bill clear government overreach. Congress does not know best about how to run American companies. The Senate could vote on the bill as soon as this week. In Washington, I'm Hannah Brandt. Well, and yet another sign of all the growth in the Austin area. The first Waffle House location in Round Rock is poised to open late next month. 
Company officials confirmed it in a post. The upcoming restaurant will be on A.W. Grimes Boulevard, just south of SH-45. Currently, Waffle House has three locations in Austin. Additionally, the company is planning another new location in Kyle. Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have an all-new American Ninja Warrior at 7 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, it's The Weakest Link. And then KXAN News will be back at 10 o'clock. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin. And here's where to find us.